Hey folks, Sean here, and today what I want to talk to you about is how to ensure that your product survives the active and ongoing budget cuts, which are largely due to the fears of our customers based on the current economic conditions and the forecast. So I want to share with you some of the detail that I found from a pretty well-written article from Gartner that dives deeper into this topic. And what I like about this perspective is it's essentially describing how to do this to your customer. So I wanna share this with you because you'll get an idea of what's going on inside the minds of your customer and the kind of advice that they're getting so that you can use it to evaluate whether or not your product is at risk from being removed from their budget. So, and I'll link to this um, Gartner article below as well too so everyone else can find it. But in here it's talking about, you know, the economic headwinds, that's what it starts, that's where it starts talk about you know what's going on now if your if your organization is facing downturn or uncertainty you should be looking for opportunities where you can cut budget preserve cash flow that's the kind of the theme of the moment uh, at least until economic conditions change uh, fairly dramatically i would imagine and they're talking about the period of time that they're expecting this to remain active as, as an effective strategy in it in the article it talks between 6 and 24 months so that should give you an idea in terms of what to expect for you know, upcoming headwind and what the climate may look like for the foreseeable future for now. So it's good to be prepared for that to ensure that you can weather the storm and look for opportunities at the same time. So uh, there's a great infographic in the article and it goes into, it breaks it down a little bit in terms of what essentially they're recommending uh, your customers to do in order to preserve their cash flow and look for opportunities to cut cost. And in that infographic, how I'd best summarize what I'm seeing here is they're walking your customer through how to determine whether or not they're getting a return on investment of your product, which is something I'm always talking about. It's critically important, especially for modern day product companies, SaaS companies, right? There's been previously, there's been kind of this world where you start a SaaS company with a ton of money and you can ultimately figure out the business model later. I've always seen that as a risk, and now that's really starting to break down where there's a lot of pressure on product companies to be profitable at a minimum, have a path to profitability out of the gate. And that's what even investors are looking for these days. Before, they were comfortable with the, you know, you raise a larger round, you you bring in larger investors, that pays off the previous investors, and then you continue operations based on the injection, the new injection of that capital. I think those days are either coming to a close or that's activity like that is slowing down considerably. So not just for the fact of, you know, the sustainability of your product in the mind of your customer is all about ROI. I think you should be thinking about that in general as we speak at the moment, just to have a solid foundation for your product company as well. So return on investment is critically important. And it it talks a lot about that primarily in this article talks about restructuring contracts and looking for flexibility there. I'm sure that's a secondary concern for sure. But again, if your product is generating a positive return for your customer, that's what matters most. So for every dollar they put into your product, can you demonstrate they're getting at least two back or three back or whatever? If not, if you don't know, you need to figure that out. So do the research in order to better understand that. If you do know, then you need to make sure that that's a positive return. They're not getting a positive return on leveraging your product. That's the real risk. And you need to figure out why in order for you to be able to change that because your future success depends on it. Then there's a second important category in the article that I want to refer to as well, where it brings up this concept of shelfware. If you haven't heard of the term shelfware before, 
ultimately what that means is it's a product that your customer is paying for that they aren't using, which I've always flagged this as a risk. So if any of your customers are using your product or if any of your customers are paying for your product but not using it, that's a huge risk, right? And I, I've been there, right? And it sounds great. And for a while it might be great where like they're paying for your product but they're not using it as in that's basically pure profit for you. But the problem is, well, obviously they're not using it so they don't see enough value in it it's not critically important enough to their day-to-day operations in order for them to continue to leverage it, which means at the moment, it's probably something they're unaware of. Uh, so once they do find out that you know people aren't using it and they're paying for it, you'll be at the top of the list to be cut. So two critical things to really pay closer attention to here, and that's are people, you know, which customers are actively using your product? That's really important. Make sure your customers have developed a routine and are leveraging what your product can do for them. If they aren't, take a closer look at the why, right? There's something about that segment of customers that is problematic in terms of your product being able to develop a routine with them, right? And f- try to find out what that is and address it. The second piece and arguably the most important one is that concept of return on investment. For every dollar your customer is investing in your product, they need to be able to get at least two back, I would say, more likely three, right? The more you can, the better. Um, that's going to help tremendously when it comes to you know surviving these budget cuts because realistically what's going on here these customers need the products that they're using in order to sustain operations what they're really looking for is which ones can i remove so it's that whole you know um if you're in the woods and a bear's about to attack you and your buddy the only thing you need to do is make sure that you outrun your buddy <laughs> that's kind of what's going on here as in which products are they going to cut and which ones are going to survive uh, because they know they need them in order to continue operations. So I hope you found this uh, information helpful, right? If you need any help addressing any of these concerns, the best way to be able to do that uh, for me to be able to provide you with perspective on your unique situation would be to join my daily-ish mailing list. And you can sign up for that at nextstep.io forward slash learn. There I'll be sending you know advice like this for free on a kind of daily-ish basis as I call it. And then if you have any questions about any of that, and uh, how it it applies specifically to your product or your organization, you can just reply to my email directly, and then I'll give you kind of uh, any help that I can over email. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.